Welcome everyone to this week's special edition of Ol Parsha on Parshas B'Shalach. This year is going to focus on four Rambans on Parshas B'Shalach. This is the Ol Parsha edition of the Ramban on the Parsha. And I would like to share with you four passages from the Ramban. We're going to begin with Perkites Zayin, Pasuk Dalid. And uh, the Ramban comments on the Pasuk when Hashem says to Moshe, I'll pour down bread from the heavens, and the people will go out, and they'll collect each day on its day, so that I can test them. Will they follow my Torah or not? So the Pasuk is saying that the man served as a test for the Bnei Yisrael, and the question is, what was Hashem testing them? So the Ramban begins by bringing Rashi's pshat. Says Ramban, The test will be whether the Jews observe the commandments that are dependent on the man. Number one, they're now to leave over. Hashem commanded in Pasuk test not to leave over. And and that they cannot go out on Shabbos to collect. This was the test of the man. If they would follow the directives associated with the man, Lashon Rashi, this is how Rashi understands the Pasuk. However, the Ramban disagrees with Rashi. The Ramban says, The Ramban says this is not correct. The Ramban feels that it's not sound to understand that the test of the Mun was narrow, merely whether the Jewish people would be following the specific directives of the Mun. But it's more broad than that. And that is, Ramban learns the test of the Mun was that even though the Jewish people had no previous knowledge of what none of what man was and whether in fact they could feed and satiate them. Nevertheless, they followed God into the desert, indicating their emuna and trust in Him. Rather, the test of the man is similar to that which it says in Devarim, He feeds you man in the desert, which your forefathers did not know, in order to afflict you, in order to test you, to do good to you in your end. What does that refer to? This test was, they didn't have any food in their possession. They had no uh, idea of how they would survive in the desert other than through the man. Which they didn't know at first what it was. It's not like their forefathers or their parents could comfort them. Don't worry, Hashem's going to give you the man. They didn't even know what man was. That's why they called it man. Man is man means what is this? And it's something that would come down daily. And after it came down in the morning, they were already hungry, not knowing what they would eat the next day. And nevertheless, they didn't rebel. And despite all this, they listened to follow God into the desert, which was not a place of bread. So the, according to Ramban, the test of the man was more broad than the narrow directives of whether they would follow the commandments associated with the man. The Ramban supports this position of understanding what the test was. Similarly, Moshe said to them further in Devarim, You should remember the whole road that God took you these 40 years by Midbar, in the desert, in order to afflict you, to test you, 
to know what's in your heart, whether you observe the mitzvahs or not. Now, according to Rashi, where the test of the man is only regarding the specific mitzvahs, well, there is no mention of the man in this pasuk, of God took you through the desert for 40 years to test you. There's no mention of the man in this pasuk. So according to Rashi, it's somewhat problematic. If, if the whole test was the directives of the man, why isn't the man mentioned in this pasuk in Devarim regarding the test? But according to the Ramban, where the test was broader than that, the test was whether the Jewish people would follow God into the desert. So it's not necessary to mention the man specifically. The test was whether we would in fact follow God into the desert. God could have guided us and taken us through cities, that would be, uh, Hashem could have taken us on a road that was surrounded by cities. Instead, He took us in the desert which was a place of Nachash Sarafa Akrov, a place of the snake, a serpent, scorpion, and all they had was the bread from heaven on a daily basis. And this was to test them, to test them, in order to do good to them in their end. What does that mean to do good to them in their end? That they should believe in Him and they would be rewarded and inculcate eternal amuna into their being, that they would believe in him forever. Now, the Ramban says, by the way, regarding the purpose and the objective of a test, this is something that he commented on already in Bereshis, on the Pasuk, Vashem Nisas Abraham, and the opinion of the Ramban is that a test is not to, uh, not for the Ribbon to determine the value of a person, because Rav Hashem already knows what a person's capabilities are, but rather to bring out a person's potential, what is called min hakoyach el from potential to actualization. And the Ramban says, "Far pirashti tamani soyin bepasuk v'alikim nisas Abraham." Now, the Ramban quotes the opinion of the Rambam in the Marnevuchim, who learns that a test is for something else. V'harav Omar b'Marnevuchim, the Rambam writes in the Marnevuchim that the purpose of this test was ladas kolyoidea, so that anyone who is able to know can know ulanasois hayesh toyelas ba'avodas Hashem, whether they could determine, in fact, is there benefit in serving God. This way, every knowledgeable person can watch what happens to the Jewish people, watch their service of Hashem, and learn from it that indeed those who serve Hashem are rewarded, are cared for, are supplied, are provided for. And whether they are given ample provisions. And the Ramban summarily rejects the Rambam's interpretation of what the test was. If the purpose was so that others should know that those who follow the will of God are indeed provided for, the Pasuk should say, Laman anasenu, so I can test them, that they should know or that it should be known. Now, the Ramban turns to address another question. And that is, what the Ramban wants to determine is the Bnei Yisrael complained for two things. They wanted bread to eat. If you look in Pasuk Gimel, the Pasuk says, the Bnei Yisrael said, you know, we should have died in Mitzrayim when we had meat to eat, when we had bread. God took us out to kill us in starvation. So the people complain 
for bread and meat. And in Pasuk Ches, Moshe Rabbeinu says, you know what? God will give you bread and meat. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Moshe says, Moshe says, God will indeed give you bread and meat. However, in our Pasuk, Pasuk Dalid, all we have is the man. But Moshe Rabbeinu does not address the bread. So, says Ramban, And this Pasuk, only the man is mentioned, which is the bread that God brought down to them. But when Moshe tells them later in Pasuk, When God will give you in the evening meat, and bread in the morning to be satisfied, so, wait a second, did God in fact promise to give the meat? This Pasuk, which is uh, God communicating to Moshe, God just says, I'm going to give them bread. And then Moshe says, oh, God's going to give you bread and meat. Hashem never said it that He's going to give them meat. But if Moshe told the Jewish people that indeed God will give them meat, that means Hashem communicated to Moshe that He will supply meat. So why doesn't it say in this Pasuk? And the Ramban advances a general principle in Torah that when you have God telling Moshe, and then Moshe relaying to the people, sometimes information appears on one end of it that doesn't appear on the other. And the reason the Torah does that is the Torah is being concise. It is what we call Divrei Torah, Aniyim B'makam Echad V'ashirim B'makam Torah is, so to speak, impoverished in one place but wealthy somewhere else. The Torah doesn't have to stay in both places. God said to Moshe, I'm going to give them bread and meat. And then Moshe says to the people, I'm going to give them bread and meat. We could figure out and extrapolate one and apply it uh, for, to the other. Abba Kotz says the Rabban Yadanu Kol Namarlai. Clearly, everything was told to Moshe. Abba Bedvarm Often, the Torah is concise on matters that are repeated. either regarding the command, or in the narrative. as I mentioned many times, and I'll give you an example of uh, something that we learned already regarding the Maka of Arba. The Ramban learns that Hashem tells the Moshe, Boyel Parai, go to Parai. And Hashem, in the Pasuk, nothing is mentioned regarding that Moshe was not told in this Pasuk about Makas Arba. And then Moshe goes to Parai and he says, Oh, God's going to bring Arba. But it doesn't say in the Pasuk that God told Moshe about the Arba. So Ramban says, what's missing in one place is explained fuller elsewhere. And that's another example of this principle. Sometimes the Ramban says the Pasuk doesn't mention one of these at all. Meaning sometimes the command is missing and Moshe just tells the people, but clearly God commanded Moshe. Or sometimes we'll have God being uh, God commanding Moshe and we don't find Moshe told the people, but certainly he told the people. Like we find in this parasha, Moshe tells the people, God says, collect an Oimer. We don't find any mention that God in fact told Moshe, collect an Oimer. And likewise, in many places, says Ramban, that according to the opinion that Lechem refers to all food, so then you could say when God says, I'm going to give you Lechem, he was referring not only to the man, uh, but to the slav as well, because they asked for bread and meat, and lechem refers to both. Let us now turn to Paraktes Zayin, Pasuk Yud Beis. We have a very important uh, comment of the Ramban, and that is, the Ramban 
says in Pasuk Yudbeis that the Rebbe Hashem communicates. I heard the complaints of Bnei Yisrael say to them, saying, in the evening they will eat meat, and in the morning they will be satisfied with bread, and you will know that I am the Lord. So the question the Ramban is bothered by is, in Pasuk Ches earlier, Moshe tells the people, God will give you meat in the evening, and bread in the morning, because Bishmaya Hashem, God heard your complaint. So why is the Torah repeating that God tells Moshe, I heard their complaint? Moshe already told the people that the Riban Hashem heard their complaint. Says Rabban that we will paraphrase. This command was already said in Pasukhas, but it was repeated over here because Hashem is saying, I heard the complaint of the Jewish people. What is that referring to? Says the Ramban, in the beginning in Pasuk Dalid, Hashem said, I'm going to give you bread. You could understand that to mean that Hashem is doing a chesed to them, either uh, as a manner of goodwill, that Hashem in His um, kindness is doing a chesed to them through His grace or because of their schusim. And now Hashem is saying, not so fast, I'm not just doing a kindness to you, but rather, says the Ramban, Hashem is making it clear, Hashem is now saying that I consider what you are, what you asked for to be a sin. And I'm giving it to you because you complained that you should know that I am Hashem. Because Meaning, until now, I don't think you really believe and have faith in me. That's why you're complaining against me. So according to Ramban, the reason why this Pasuk is, is repeated is to indicate, don't think God is giving it to them as an offering of goodwill. God is making it clear that the only reason He's giving them the money is that He considers it a complaint. Or, Ramban offers another interpretation. It could be, says Ramban, that at first... Hashem never promised that He's going to give them man for 40 years in the in Midbar. They thought, maybe the Jewish people thought, they would get man for a day or for two days while they were there. And when they would travel on, they would find a 7-Eleven somewhere or they would find some convenience store to buy food. But now as God is saying, I'm going to give you meat in the evening and bread in the morning, meaning for good, consistently, constantly, always. Now, the Ramban brings an amazing shot Because it comes out, according to this second shot that God is saying He's going to give them bread and meat always, then not only did the Jewish people eat man for 40 years, according to this, says Ramban, the slav also fell for them daily, like the man. Says Ramban, in support of this opinion of Chazal, look, the Jewish people complained about both the bread and the meat, and Hashem said, I hear your complaint about both, and I'm going to give in to your desire for both, because what good is meat and uh, for a day or two, if they desire meat, then they're going to need it, so long as they're in the desert. Now, the Ramban is bothered by a question, because the Torah, firstly, speaks about the man at great length. It talks about how it fell, and when it fell, and the directives of the man, and 
very in a very abridged form, it talks about the slav. That would indicate the slav's falling was a one-time occur- occurrence. Says Ramban, this parsha that it explains and speaks at length about the man, and not about the slav. The reason for that is not because only the man fell for forty years and the slav did not, but rather the reason for that is the man was entirely miraculous, as opposed to the slav. It even it was a natural process. The meat fell. But there was nothing supernatural about the essence of this meat. Now the Ramban is bothered by another question. Because if you look in Bamidbar, in Parshas Bahaloischa, about the second episode of the Slav, the Mesoinanim at Kivros Hatava, but why were they complaining then in the Midbar again about the meat if the meat fell daily for 40 years, um, according to what the Ramban is suggesting now? So then. They had the meat the entire time. Why would they be complaining about the meat again? Says Ramban, even though they had the meat, but kiloi soiva. They had the meat, but not so much, and it wasn't satisfying. Like it says over here that the bread was lechem lesboya, but the basar was only basar lechal, and therefore they complained because they just did not have enough basar. Or the Ramban says, it could be that the slav that fell was only collected by the gedolim, the great ones, or the righteous ones. But the young men or the people of lower status were starving for the the slav. Now the Ramban is suggesting that the slav did not fall for everybody. Maybe the slav only fell for the important people, and that is why it's um, it doesn't say by the slav that <coughs> everybody collected the same amount hamarbe <coughs> as it says by the man. And the reason is because not everybody got slav, and that's why in Baha'u'llah it says the asafsof, the riffraff. Um, among them complained and were starving for the meat and they gathered all of B'nai Yisrael because not everybody indeed had the man. And then when the Rebbe Hashem gave them uh, meat, he gave them a lot of meat. The Pasuk says, even someone who collected a little bit, collected Asara Hamarim and they ate it for a month and then it went back to its original status, namely according to Rabbanah this Pshat, that <clears throat> the only the important people got the slav and not everybody else. Now, the Ramban concludes by offering what he says is the Pashib shot in the manner in which the slav worked. The Ramban says, Valdar Chabshat, or the phenomenon, the manner in which the slav fell was, Le'itim was occasionally. The man was uh, their main a source of sustenance and it fell regularly because their main complaint was they were starving and they wanted uh, something to satisfy them and that is typically what bread does but the Ramban says in his opinion the slav only fell upon occasion and God gave uh, a seda to the request regarding the meat but it was not something that fell at all times. Now let me share with you a Ramban, Perak Yud Zayin, Pasuk Tess at the end of the Parsha, regarding Moshe appointing Yoshua ben Nun to fight Amalek. Now it's interesting. What do we call Yoshua? Perak Yud Zayin, Pasuk Tess, Vayim Moshe Yehoshua. Now we all know, in Parsha Shlach, 
the Pasuk says that Moshe called Hoshea Benun Yehoshua. And here it is, his name was not called Yehoshua yet, and he's being referred to as Yehoshua. Says Ramban, the fact that the Pasuk in Beshalach calls him Yehoshua indicates that Moshe, from the first day he knew Yehoshua Benun, he called him already Yehoshua. Moshe always called him Yehoshua, as we find in Kisisa, Vayishma Yehoshua, as called so Yehoshua heard the people worshipping the eagle. There too he is referred to as Yehoshua, even though seemingly Moshe has, had not yet named him Yehoshua. I, the Pasuk says, Vayikra Moshe Lo'ashe Benun Yehoshua, in the context of the Maraglim. What it means is it's going back to the first day Moshe met Yehoshua. It's saying, this, this man who you may know as Hoshea, you should know Moshe called him Yehoshua back in the day, already from the beginning. Now, According to Chazal, that Moshe called him Yehoshua because Moshe was davening, God should save you from the um, from the spies. So that seems to indicate it was specifically at that juncture that Hashem, that Moshe Rabbeinu called him Yehoshua. You could say, says Rabban, that Moshe, being a prophet, knew that in the future Yehoshua would be in danger through the Miraglim. And he called him Yehoshua already from the first time he met him, Al Shema Asid, based on what he would know, based on what he knew would be in the future of Yehoshua, that he was in danger from the Miraglim. Or the Ramban says, we could say as follows. Really, he was called Yehoshua from the beginning. The only thing was, that's what Moshe called him, but others knew him as Hoshea. And prior to the sending of the Miraglim, Moshe established for all time that from now on, everyone should know him as Yehoshua bin Nun. This is the Ramban on the name Yehoshua. Let us conclude with the um, concluding marks of the Ramban on this week's parsha regarding the war against Amalek and the Ramban wants to know throughout our history, many nations have fought, have fought against the Jewish people. Why does Yubashim have this very bitter vendetta against Amalek that he pledges to eradicate them and we too are commanded to eradicate them? The Ramban says, V'tam ha'oynesh, the reason for the punishment. These are the concluding words of the Ramban of Hashem's B'Shalach. The reason why Amalek is punished more than any other nation. Ba'avor ki amim shamu the, re- the other nations heard about what God did, and they trembled. Upalashas, Uve'edoim, all the various nations, whether the Polishtim, whether Edoim, Moyav, Yoshchanan, they all melted, out of fear of God and His majesty. But Amalek comes from a distance. Amalek comes from far away. They're not threatened by the Jewish people. They're not in danger by the Jewish people. We weren't going to destroy them. Their kavana was not just to fight against the Jewish people, but to prevail against God Himself. And that is why in Kiseitze it says about Amalek, And, says Ramban, besides that, they're our relatives. They were not in danger. They had their share. We were not coming to uproot them. They uh, violated what the Pasuk says in Mishlei, They got involved in a fight that wasn't theirs. We had no uh, issues with them. We were not going to attack them. 
and as a relative to get involved in a fight that didn't belong to them, that is why there's Mochama Lashem Ba'amolek Midoradar. We should be Zoicha that the Yad Al Kiska, that God's name, which is incomplete, and His throne, which is in, is incomplete, should be Nishlam, should be completed through the eradication of Amolek, that it should occur. Amen. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. <laughs>